I treated myself. Now I'm drinking a baby Canada Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode number 14 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Lenore, and my co-hosts are Dee and Les. We are excited about tonight's episode, but first let's talk about what we're consuming right now. So Dee, what's your medium and what's your poison? Um, I am writing with a Papermate Ink Joy in, I guess, dark blue. I don't really know. What kind of blue? There's so many different kinds. And writing in my trusty reporter's notebook that I have for the podcast. And I'm drinking a tiny can of Coke. Ooh, yay! Is it like six ounces or eight? 7.5. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's, it's 90 calories, exactly. So I think that's why maybe they're trying to get exact calories and not, I don't know. <laughs> or it's 222 okay. milliliters if you want to be right so this is one of the examples i sometimes use in my classes at the beginning of the semester when we're talking about significant figures <laughs> <laughs> because there's a really big problem with saying it has 90 calories which is one sig fig yeah. which is you know somewhere between 85 and 95 maybe and then giving it 7.5 yeah. ounces and then giving it, what What did you say? 222? Yeah. yeah. So like, no, yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Anyway, continue, no, please. No, I'm done. That was it for me. What about you, Lenore? I'm having an angry orchard. We had some people over this past weekend and somebody left uh, one hard cider in my refrigerator. Nice. So... I'm drinking it. I'm the only person in the house who likes it, so that works out for me. And I'm writing with the high tide pencil. You guys remember this one? Yes. Yes. The, the uh, kind of whitewashed. <laughs> Those are so pretty. Um, which I just, I you know, it just makes me giggle every time I pick it up. And I'm writing on this completely nondescript, uh, just ruled pad. It doesn't even have a pink line down the left side margin. It's just a blue ruled pad. And I'm using it because there are two pages left in it. And I can get it off my shelf. So what are you doing there, Les? Um, well, I'm sipping some uh, budget price stop and slop brand peach and pear flavored <laughs> seltzer. Um, I believe they were 50 cents a liter. So uh, Chris Whoa. bought a buttload of them and, <laughs> and all the different flavors. So they're actually really not bad. I mean, yeah, they're budget and they're 50 50 cents from stop and slop but i'm sure that they're made by one of like probably polar because it's got the exact same bottle as polar but they, they don't have the exact same flavors as polar they always have something a little different so i just bought a staples arc system notebook so i'm writing in that with a bare oh, yeah. fig specter and it was because your wife got the planner is that right yes we we um she's been wanting to do some sort of planner type system she's been trying to get more um organized and which is really funny because she doesn't listen to our podcast and i've been talking about organization for years with her years 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 and um <laughs> she's never been interested like i've given her so many notebooks that i've made and she uses them for like one page or two pages and then they gather dust in a drawer and she never looks at them again but recently she's like i just need to get my my stuff together and she's actually started to use her notebooks sort of in the way I do and that they're a catch-all for all of her thoughts and thinking. And so on 
coming out of that, she's like, I really want to get a planner so that I can start planning the things that I'm doing at work more concisely. So she got the big giant eight and a half by 11 version. And I got the half size version. It was like $4 for my, they were on 40% off clearance. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this one just to see if I like it. And I really like the system. Moving things around in it is really, really easy. And it like things go back in easily. They pull out easily. There aren't little bits and pieces of paper when you tear it out, like in a loose leaf. And they're more secure and they stay in place better than in a three ring binder. So I particularly like that. And um, I'm really enjoying my Baron Fig Spectre. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. And I'm finally reading Getting Things Done after practicing parts of it for how long has it been out? Did it originally come out in 2000? So like I probably learned about it in 2003, 2004. So I've been practicing bits and pieces of it for over 10 years. So yeah, so I'm finally reading it other than just gathering bits and pieces of info from blogs. I'm enjoying your reading that because when you <laughs> post stuff from it, that's like I'm living vicariously through <laughs> you for that one. <laughs> It's it's really, the book itself, there's a lot of information, but it's really infomercial style repetitive. Like, it feels to me a lot like it was written to pad it out so that people felt like they were getting their money's worth for $19.95, plus shipping and handling. Of course. I mean, of course, that's how it would be, right? Yeah. You got to make it long enough to be a book. Right. And... So it's interesting because I'm also reading at the same time Work Clean that uh, Vito of Story Supply Company suggested in another post. And Work Clean is a different style of setup. It uses stories to back up the actions that you do, which is a really interesting way of introducing a getting things done style system. And the guy actually throws some pretty serious shade at getting things done in the book. So I'm enjoying the different writing styles of the two. Um, And work clean is not nearly as repetitive as getting things done. It's also not so patriarchal. (laughs) Um, And I... I, it's just, I don't know, is this is this going to be a segment for us? Is this, like, how many times can we say patriarchy in an episode? <laughs> I know. Ooh. I, like, do mm. we, like, I've been listening to, um, that. this is another, like, thing that I'm obsessing over. Um, I've been wa- listening to the podcast Buffering the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> which is every episode this couple listens to, or li- doesn't listen, they watch an episode of Buffy and then dissect it together on air. It is. Oh no, but is it, is it terrible though? I mean, no, it's hilarious. I don't want to love Buffy less. No, no, it's, it's wonderful and it's cute. And, and like, I'm told, no, you, it, it will make you love Buffy more. Okay. And, and so yeah, buffering the vampire slayer. If you enjoy Buffy, it is such a good podcast but yeah they they're like and the patriarchy once an episode that like they have a rule they can only talk about the patriarchy once an episode (laughs) so i don't know that would just completely stultify all of my discourse (laughs) be not possible (laughs) 
Oh, so yeah, may- maybe we have to like contain it to a segment. But um, yeah, like that was that's my big thing with getting things done is it's very much like men are in the boardroom and women are the secretaries. (laughs) Um, Oh, jeez. Okay, so I'm looking at uh, the Wikipedia page on getting things done. Yeah. And apparently it was first published in 2001. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. And the revised edition was in 2015. Yeah, that's the that's what I've got. I've got the revised edition. Right. Uh, but David Allen is an it's an he's an older white dude. Yeah, his his picture's on the cover here. Yeah, with gleaming white teeth <laughs> that have not been photoshopped in any way. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the tagline for getting things done is how the patriarchy did things in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> no, so we just need to come up with like a euphemism for the patriarchy. Like we'll say, and the hazelnut, <laughs> which is all about the hazelnut. You know, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, so what's exciting, D? So there are two exciting things in my world, both from Baron Fig. Ooh. I first want to talk about the composition um, and yes, their please. number two uh, school pencil uh, archer. Even if I didn't try them out, I would love them just because I've been longing for a limited edition pencil that resembles a school pencil. Yes. <laughs> yep. Everybody has. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why people haven't done this sooner. Like, you just might as well print money. Yep. So, no. And I really, really, really like the nod to, like, Ticonderoga, I guess, because, you know, the font is. Not exactly the same, but when you look at it, you can think Ticonderoga. It's definitely you, a call out. Do you have a General's Badger and Semi-Yuck anywhere around? Not within reach, <laughs> no, but I do. Take take a look at those and compare them. Okay. The Badger especially. Okay. It's like copyright violation or trade, was that trademark? Trademark violation? Possibly? <laughs> It's very close, except it's not foil. Yeah, no, like, and that's the thing I thought of. I was like, you know, I mean, I I like that it's like a nod to like the traditional school pencil. Mm. And I think, you know, the composition notebooks are also kind of pretty awesome. I thought of you less the the minute I got them. Mm. As soon, the moment (laughs) I opened the box. Did you uh, read my blog post on them? Yes, and I loved it. The the Baron Fig read it too. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, there's actually in uh in the Baron Fig fanatics group. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm going over there. <laughs> Those guys are fun though. I mean, they've got a sense oh, of humor. They're yeah. not in this for the. They don't take things too seriously. Yeah. So. yeah. so I really enjoyed reviewing the Archer, especially. You know, I never liked an Archer before. Like loved an Archer before. I liked it. Like the the yeah. prismatics. I liked, I enjoyed them, but I don't know if it's just, I was like wooed by the fact that this was a school pencil, but I felt like it wrote, like the graphite was a tiny bit smoother. Mm, yes, I agree with you. But you know, I don't like Viarco pencils at all. So yeah, yeah. I'm so with you. the fact that this is the first Archer that I, I've actually been using one all week for school and it's been a really enjoyable experience on all different kinds of paper, which again surprises me because I feel like the Archer really is just a companion to Baron Fig paper. But 
it's right. kind of it's kind of working. I mean, it gets when the when the point wears down a bit, it gets a little like I don't know how to explain it, but a little like scratchy looking. But whatever, I could live with that. I just resharpen it. Hmm. Um, the other exciting thing from Baron Fig that I am excited about are the uh, Guardians, the Confidant and the Vanguard size. What they are, are leather cases with pockets in both the front and the back, you know, to protect your confidant or your vanguard. It comes in four colors, charcoal, fig wine, yellow gold, and blue slate. And I I like the small version because I've been looking for actually a new wallet. So I like the fact that it kind of can double as a wallet because I don't carry, I don't, I don't have credit cards. I just have my debit card. So I don't have a lot of cards with me. So the fact that, that it has the little card pockets in the side, I can actually use something as a wallet, you know, that's an also a notebook holder. And they're made from, um, high quality vegetable tanned leather. They look really awesome. They do. They look really, really awesome. I've been debating whether or not I want one. Yeah. I, I asked for the yellow because I'm obnoxious like that, and yellow is my favorite color. So mm-hmm. I hope it's as bright as it is in the picture. Very bright in the pictures. But yeah, look look for that review sometime soon on those. So that's it for me as far as what's exciting in my world. Uh, what about you, Lenore? Yeah, it is overwhelming box season, you know, because the, all the subscription stuff comes in at once. Mm. And, you know, people, we've, we've kind of talked about most of these things already, or we've, um, there have been reviews and everything, but, you know, it's always kind of everything comes at once. And then by the time I get to whatever happens to be the last thing I pick up, it's already old to everybody else. (laughs) But I'm actually kind of excited about my refillable whiteboard markers, which I mentioned before, but today I refilled them for the first time. Oh, cool. How did that go? Uh, It actually went great. It was actually neater than refilling a fountain pen. And, um, like I didn't get any ink on myself from doing the refills. Uh, it turns out, yeah, right. I know. Crazy. Um, so they have a, they have a, like, you know, the felt tube inside, the fiber tube inside, like old style markers. And, um, and so you just take the top off and you just, you use the, the ink come in a dropper bottle that Uh has a very nice tight lid on it. And you just take the lid off and, you know, drip like 20 drops of ink onto the core. So that was actually very tidy. And then for a couple of them, the tip had started to get worn and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And um, it turns out the tips are reversible. They're replaceable and reversible. Oh, so oh it's like that's a two- really cool. Yeah, it is. It is. I'll post some pictures. So that was really cool. And so I flipped two of them that were far enough gone to bother. But I don't think any of them, like none of them were so far gone, I couldn't keep riding with them for a while if I needed to. Obviously, the ones that needed to be refilled were also the ones that were the most beat up because I've used them the most. So since I had them opened anyway, I flipped a couple of them. But, you know, if I wear down the other end a lot, I could flip them back before I replace them. And then the little package of refill tips is like, they're they're like a dollar a piece. So, you know, essentially 50 cents a tip since they're flippable. And that was the messy part because I can't figure out how I'm supposed to, like, get that out of there and flip it around in its little bracket and stick it back in. They don't have a touching tool? it. <laughs> uh no, not for that. I wonder so Copic, the marker company, makes a tool for pulling their replaceable tips. And it's like oh, okay. tweezers with like 
It looks like a staple remover on the end, except instead of like a big opening, it forms a square that clamps around the tip. And then you can use that to pull it and then discard it or flip it around. Okay, so it's gentle on it. Cause I yeah, wanna... it's made to preserve the tip because a lot of the Copic refillable markers, you can you can pull a like wedge tip and then you can put a brush tip in or or another fine liner tip or some other tip and then you can you can swap those tips back out. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I'm so glad I have friends who know about these things. <laughs> um cuz that that's going to be I'll look into that because it was it was kind of messy cuz I was just like grabbing it with a tissue in my fingers and yanking it out of there, but that would be better. And it didn't come with a tool for that. Now it's also possible I have not checked. And like I said, I haven't bought the the replacement tips yet. It's possible that there's like a little tool in the bag with replacement tips or something like that, that I just don't know about yet. So that might be a thing, but yeah, so I'm like, I'm, I'm loving those markers. They're great. And I haven't kept track of like how long I was like, how many hours of use that was. But, you know, I kind of don't care because I really, I feel like they've lasted at least as long as some normal Expo markers would have, you know? So it's, you know, it's really nice to me to be able to just throw some more ink in there and keep going. And also, you know, to know that when I was writing on it uh, on the whiteboard in class and getting a little annoyed that one of them was getting faint, I could, you know, I could just dance down to my office and (laughs) drip some more (laughs) ink into it if I Mm. needed to. So that was pretty cool. So I'm excited about those. And then I've been living with my um, comfortable shoes studio adapted pig pog planner (laughs) (laughs) adapted for my own use. Uh, I've been living with that for um, almost two weeks, I guess, as of now. A little longer than that, obviously, by the time this comes out. And I really like it. I, I I think that this is possibly the thing I'll be able to actually stick with and keep using. And, and I, it's the first time I've had that in a while. You know, I've just been kind of dealing with the random notes and random scraps of paper and sometimes serendipitously happening upon a <laughs> list or note I had written for myself. <laughs> So this has been really good. I, I love it. And I really, I appreciate your, uh, you know, thanks again, 2006 less. Because <laughs> it's working out great for me. I think, I don't know, I think 2006 less and I would have been tight. <laughs> you know? So Les, what's exciting for you? So um, I want to talk to you guys about the Blackwing Volumes number one. Yes. Yeah. This is quite possibly one of the most unattractive volumes <laughs> out there. Um, I think it was Andy or was it was it Eric that said that it is orthopedic shoe gray. Yes. Yep, it is. I liked the driftwood better though. Yes, driftwood um reminds me so if you grow up on the coast and you are poor, you might live in a home with cedar shingles that don't get painted because that's what rich people do. Um, So oftentimes, you know, those, those houses that are coastal houses are gray because the cedar has weathered. And sometimes rich people like to pretend that their houses are like the locals. So they go out and they buy this stain (laughs) that's called driftwood. And um, I don't know if we'll need to edit this out, but we call those people people from away do bags or do bags from away <laughs> and this this pencil is do 
bags from away gray. <laughs> because you can still see the warmth of the cedar underneath it. It isn't properly weathered. So, but that said, it is round. And I love round pencils. And the pearl core is my favorite core of the black wings. So this is a the, so this is another weird thing that I have, um, and it's a total tangent. I have decided that I'm going to trade for limited edition things rather than buy them. That's a good plan. This will keep me from getting subscriptions, and I can't I can't afford subscriptions right now anyway. But I do have lots of things to trade with people. Yeah. So I noticed when these came out that I was out of pearls, and I up that post and I've now got almost two full boxes of the number ones and I'm really enjoying them even though they're douchebags from away <laughs> I actually really like the blue eraser yes but it is not the color of chambray no it is not it is way too dark chambray is a much lighter blue color so fail but I like it's a it good anyway. try though you know? you know when you do use it it does turn the proper color of chambray which is which is interesting. And I am actually wearing a chambray shirt right now and I've got my number 1 tucked into the front pocket. <laughs> so you know what you're talking about. I do. Um <laughs> and also can I just say Guy Clark's music is boring? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> you listened. can say it. I haven't even listened. I haven't had time to like go on a YouTube jag yet for that. On on the weekend I pulled up Spotify and it was like, all right, I'm going to listen to Guy Clark because he's supposed to be cool. And it put me to sleep. So if you need a way to, uh, if you have insomnia, I would highly suggest <laughs> Guy Clark's stuff from 1975 because holy crap, snoozeworthy. So anyway, what, what do you guys think of the number one? Well, I don't know if I could follow that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have similar feelings. I hate round pencils. I do. I I just, I don't like them. And there's a reason. There's a very specific reason. It's not like the hate I have for Musgrave erasers. You know, I always knock on those. It's probably because no one buys them and they just dry rot. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's because I hold my pencils really hard. Like, I have a strong grip and I press hard. So I auto-rotate the pencil. So having a hexagonal pencil... I rotate one side per every couple lines and it gives me a pretty precise rotation of the pencil. And I, I have it down to where I do it fluidly so it's not awkward. So with a round pencil, there's no point of reference on how far I should turn the pencil. Also, I just, because of my grip, it just, I don't like it. So I ordered a box, which is not like me because I didn't get a box of the 73s. Um, but I don't know. I just... I went for it. I had money. And, um, yeah, I, I don't, they, the color reminds me of like hipster furniture you would get at Ikea. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> you know, like that kind of like, I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, like that wood green. <laughs> and I like that. I actually have pieces of furniture in my house that are similar. In fact, I'm going to have to take a picture of the pencil next to these pieces of furniture. But it's like that. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It just, 
It's the faux weathered yeah. thing. It's that same, I mean, it's essentially the same thing Leslie's exactly. talking about. It's the faux weathered yeah. look. So I don't love them. I'm actually trading some away for 73s. I have a bunch of 73s, but I'm trading some away for even more 73s because I really like those. And I can still buy a box. Which core do you usually like, Dee? I usually like the 602. And what's weird, though, is maybe I was just feeling special or something, but I enjoyed the core of the the volumes one this time. But that was coming off of use of casemates for about a month. So I was probably mm-hmm. used to that kind of softer core, but usually the 602. Um, okay. I, I don't despise them, but I don't think, I think for me, the, the ugliest Blackwing for me ever, um, besides the the crap with the pixelated, which number are they? 205. Yeah, the 205s um, and the seam and I don't know, are the 1138s. I don't like them. Yeah. Which is funny because aren't the 205s and the 1138s the same style of printing on the pencil? Yep. So maybe I just don't like that. Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. So go ahead, Lenore. Um, yeah, so this is my least favorite Blackwing volume. I mean, I don't... Uh, I, I'm glad there are people who like them, right? But I've usually been a little bit out of step with, I guess, the you know the kind of typical response to a lot of the volumes, I've liked them all pretty well. Um, up until now, either the Steinbeck or the, oh shoot, what number was the the baseball one? 50, 56. The 56, okay. Um, either the, the Steinbeck or the 56 would have been my least favorite up until now, you know, in terms of just one that I, I kind of never use, yeah. even if it's sitting in my pencil can. So I need to I need to sell those down a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't like this one. And I'm probably not even going to buy a second box of them. And it'll be the first volume, so I haven't bought a second box of. And I, you know, when the 73 came out, I mean, it's just such a pretty piece of yeah. work. Like, it's so pretty. And I got on and ordered like six boxes of them. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to give a bunch of them away. And I, you know, like, I really, really like that one. Um, but I, I do, I just don't like this one at all. And I've tried writing with it a little bit and I also don't like round pencils and I don't like the color of it. And I know there were a lot of people who were really wishing that, you know, there would be a round, but we need to have a, bl- a round black wing. And I'm like, no, we don't really, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's, um, people are allowed to like different things. And I've said this before, but one of the things that I really do love about the subscription model is that it gives them the room to try something, Yeah. right? And if they make something and people don't like it, you know, well, you can get away with that a couple times before people quit subscribing. And it gives them the ability to kind of take a chance on on something that might be a little out there. You know, my favorite of the volumes may still be the 725. I wish I had six more boxes of them yeah. in a sh- on a shelf somewhere because it's so beautiful, especially when you turn it around backward and keeps the yellow, yeah. right? right? So, you know, that to me is really the value of doing the subscription service. I like doing the subscription service not because I get one of everything and I like them all, but because if I and enough other people are willing to put our money into the subscription service, then the business can take chances, Correct. right? Right. And a lot of times that comes out with something I really love. And, you know, like we, we didn't talk much about the dime novel, but I really like that little notebook. Me too. I... Like it just makes me grin yeah. every time I encounter it. Yeah, I ordered 
two so packs cute. of those, which is not like me because I don't I don't really do that. And like I need more notebooks, yeah. right? But um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I just I it just makes me smile, and I like that size too. That was um, that was also part of it. I'm glad that they came out with something else in that size. So you know, I I'm glad that I'm in a position to be able to subscribe to some of these mm-hmm. things and kind of support that. Um, that kind of creative risk taking, even if it doesn't always pan out for me. <laughs> you know? And sometimes we end up with the orthopedic shoe gray pencil. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it's it's the first one I really just haven't liked. Yeah. And how? what are we on now? Nine? Yeah. Is this the ninth one? Something like that. I've forgotten how many they've made now, but, you know, I've been a subscriber since before the first one came out, like, you know, since shortly after they posted this thing. And this is the first one I really disliked. And I liked the 1138 and I liked the 205. It didn't bother me, uh, the seam. And maybe that's just a blessing of, you know, my near vision starting to kind of go, you know, (laughs) like I'm going to have to get bifocals this year and I'm kind of bitter about it. But, you know, I like the 205. I think it's, I think it's real pretty. So that was fine with me. That's more than I probably needed to say on that topic. Yes. <laughs> nah, that nah, was good. But you know, that's kind of how we play. Yeah. What else you got there, Les? Uh, uh, I did want to talk about the Spectre a little bit. Oh yes, please. I would love your picture so much. So I do. I do have one in hand. It is well. It's exactly the same as the other one. It, they just changed the outside. It's got this sure. cute little etched ghost. Um, the eyes do, are not luminous, which is a miss, I think. Yeah. The gap on this one, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the gap on the experiment between the cap and the body is a little wide. But on the on the um on the spectre it's much tighter. Huh. So Okay, the the experiment was the first squire I've really spent much time yeah. with. Yeah. Because I bought the you know, just kind of the regular one that's available on the site. Yep. And I never really it never really resonated enough with me to, for me to carry it around. So is this, it looks like maybe a less than one millimeter gap on the experiment. Is that? It's tighter. The Like my experiments, some of them were, apparently the gap was quite, quite pronounced on some people's. Mine oh, is not, okay. mine was never that bad. Um, but I know that some people were very peeved at the amount of gap. Um, but my, my specter does not have that much of a gap on it. So people who are, upset about the gap will be much happier with this one and it's i wouldn't call this a true black it's kind of a purplish color in my in my book it's a very warm anodized black cool. i was kind of surprised like in comparing it to the photos the photos that um i got from baron fig or and that are online make it look black but this is definitely a warm purplish black which i like i actually i very much like it um but it's it's not as dark as I expected it to be. So I'm really happy with it. What about you guys? Have you guys looked at it yet or looked at any of the pictures? I've only seen the pictures yet. I, I've got one on order, but it hasn't come yet. I don't have one in hand. I probably won't get one just because money. Um, yeah. But uh, I love, I, I'm a huge like gamer. So the ghost like reminds me of Pac-Man so much. Oh yeah. So much Pac-Man. Immediately. Um. Yeah, like that was the first thing I thought yeah. of. Yeah, me too. I really that was I was like, oh my god, Pac Man, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. I'm I'm really enjoying using it, and my boss is really happy because it's got black ink in yes. it. Um. So 
the day you guys will laugh at this. The day before I got my Spectre, I was using my experiment and I have this bad habit of throwing it in my pants pockets. <gasps> Which, you know, is a really bad habit for any nice pen. But because of how the knock is, the knock on this is very um, soft and it doesn't stay upright in my pocket. So when it falls down in my pocket, as I walk around, it also bangs around with my wallet, which turns the knock. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in my boss's office and I and I realize that the pen's in my pocket. I'm like, oh, shit. And I had actually told myself, oh, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to fiddle with it. It won't, you know, I won't accidentally open it up in my pocket because I'm fiddling with it. It'll be okay. And reached into my pocket. My hand was black with ink. And <laughs> the tip head actually poked through the liner of the pocket no. and into the, into the side of my camel colored khakis, which are my favorite khakis and are now ruined. So not this anymore. <laughs> This is not the first time I've done this. This is the second pair of camel-colored khakis that I have destroyed with my squire. Oh, man, Les. So, yeah. I Yeah, so what I need to do is I need to make myself, this weekend, this is my chore, I'm going to make a squire-sized pen case that can fit into the um, the placket of my of my shirt that I wear to work. So that I can put the squire in there and have it clipped to my shirt, which is where I keep all of the rest of my pens. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that this weekend. That's my that's my job. I hadn't even thought about it. They don't have a clip that fits no. the squire. Nope. That have you mentioned this to them? No, but they do have a pocket yeah. case. Like they have sleeve. a little like a little leather slip that you can put it into. Yeah, um, I would always rather have a clip than a case, though. That will work for me. Here's the thing. If I get a case that goes in my pocket, the case will go back into my pocket and so will the pen not in the case because that's how my mind works. And I know myself well enough to know that this is what I'm going to do. So I need to have something that fits the placket of my shirt so that I will use that. But anyway, moving on. I um, What about the Wright's new notebooks? I don't like them. No? You don't like them? No. This is, I, again, we're, we're differing in opinions. I love the cover. I hate that it's not lined. I hate, hate, hate that it's not lined. If they had lined this or dot gridded it, I would be the happiest person in the whole world. But now I'm doing this fiddly thing where I, uh, I've i got some ruling guides that I've got in the back end. Like I'm put under one page and then I've got another under another page and it just is pissing me off. I hate that. I'm sorry. I'm sure there are people who are happy about it because they never oh, yeah. have a blank one. So. Yeah, and I'll probably use the rest of them to draw in and make art. But um, I did. I traded with someone for their two um, subscription packages. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm enjoying it. But Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't like anything about it, but I'm also very plain person when it comes to art. So mm. They're very mid-century modern. That's what the, like, the design is totally a nod to all of that mid-century mod type stuff but yeah i i don't know i i enjoy it is that all your stuff left yeah I'm all good. right let's uh shall we go into our main topic yep in d's baron fig planner giveaway post in the facebook group she asked everyone to help us out with some episode suggestions and just to tell us what everybody would like to uh what everybody would like to hear about 
And there were a few of them that we thought would actually just make a really good Q&A episode. So that's what we're going to go into tonight. So are you guys ready to just jump into it? Sure thing. Yeah. All right, let's go. The first question was, Mark wants to know, how much is too much? Jump in. Okay. For me, it's when my collection causes more stress than pleasure. And oh yeah, I'm pretty much at that point where if I buy any more that are not limited edition or something like that, it's just too much. When I send somebody stuff now, I throw in a handful of random pen. I have a box, which is like random pencil box. And I just throw a handful of pencils in there because I I just have too much. So for me, it's when it becomes a job and not a hobby. That's almost exactly what I, what I was thinking is I, I, I think of it as when it becomes a responsibility instead of a pleasure. Like if it's not feeding your soul, if it's sucking your soul instead of feeding it, (laughs) yeah. Then that's too much, right? Because yeah. who's who's got time for that? Right. You know, that's part, kind of part of the reason why, like, I started trading so much is because I realized what I, I enjoy the the chase. I enjoy chasing down new stuff on Amazon and and testing it, using it, writing about it, and then I, you know, I use it for writing. I use it for work or whatever. But then what I really enjoy is I enjoy sending packages of stuff to people that blows their mind. Like they get something like, oh, my God, this is too much. And this is amazing at the same time. Yeah, you're so, an excellent trading partner. Well, Both I of y'all try. are. <laughs> that's, that's what I that's what I want people to say. Like, and I found like that's what really, as you say, feeds my soul is taking the stuff that I accumulate and and sending it to other people but also you know yeah i get stuff in return which is so much fun like i get these packages in the mail i get to rip them open it's like christmas once a week it's the human interaction yeah that's a really good point i mean it's a little segue from how much is too much but it's a really good point about why why this is pleasurable in the first place right all right round two alan says actually useful post-it type products and how you use them Okay. For me, I use a variety. I use the 4x6 lined sheets um, and the uh, sticky flags. Um, I like the sticky flags that are like half arrows, like you'd put on like a mortgage document, like sign here kind of thing. No, this makes me stressed out (laughs) just thinking about it. I just, I I find it because, the reason is because I use sticky flags for um, when I'm annotating text. So the point will actually point to the line that I'm, I'm referring to. So it's helpful. It just, it shaves off like a millisecond of thinking, I guess. I don't know. Which is, well, I mean, no, what it shaves off is not a millisecond of thinking. It shaves off cognitive load. Because there's nothing else that you could do with that millisecond, but not having to think about finding your spot again is actually really huge. Yes. So, so that might be worth it. So, um, so yeah. And then for all the other post-it notes, whatever size that I, I use, um, I mainly use only lined post-it notes and that is for annotations. Cause there's some books that don't annotate well. Like if you're reading a book that, that has like kind of like those flimsy, like newspapery pages, it's just better mm. to use a post-it note. But then there are drawbacks to that because the one time, actually recently, I used a post-it note and stuck it in the book and it pulled off the print on the page. 
No. It's okay. It was like a $10 book, but like, it was annoying. <laughs> like, so, um, but yeah, so that's what I use. What about you, Les? I am, um, I also use the post-it note flags, but I don't like the pointy ones. Um, I use the ones that pop up in the little plastic container. I like those best. I also like the paper that I, so that I can write little notes on them and I can put arrows on them. And then like D, I really enjoy the lined 4x6 sheets. And I found the 4x6 sheets in Graph once. Graph is... <gasps> no! What? Yeah, and it was horribly dark with really fat lines, but it was Graph, so I bought it. And I think I have like <laughs> half a package left. Um, and I like hoard them. It's ridiculous and dumb, but I hoard them. So, but like, like D, I use them for annotating stuff while I read in books that don't belong to me. So like, as I'm reading, get work clean. I'm using that as I read to make annotations in it because I'm planning on, um, doing some stuff on RSVP with that book too. So I'm, I'm planning on doing like, a a chapter by chapter recap of that book as well. And then the mini cubes, you know, the little mini cubes are like two by two by yeah, two. And then yeah. they have um, different layers of colors. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about those, but I friggin' love them. Every time I see them on sale, I buy another package. I'm down to like, I have like a half inch left of my last mini cube and I've got one stored away. Christy steals them. <laughs> I hide them. <laughs> she doesn't you mean she thinks she's getting them out of the supply yeah, closet yeah. and you think that that's actually your stuff <laughs> what about you, Lenore? sympathetic um i also like the sticky flags and i need to get some of them and um because i'm out i like the paper ones but they're fragile mm-hmm. and what i like to use them for most often is actually like sticking out of my textbook that i carry in my bag to class yeah. so i can you know, the stuff that I have to, I don't actually have to look at the textbook for much of anything except for seeing what page number something's on so that I can tell people, you know. So I'm in class and I'm like, if I want to have, you know, if I want to say, if you've got your textbook with you, flip over to table 910 and it's on this page. And, um, you know, and then if you don't make a friend, look over somebody's shoulder or just don't worry about it for right now, make a note to yourself and get to it later. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm carrying the same textbook back and forth in my bag to this course, you know, that I have two sections of every semester. And, um, you know, in those paper ones, they just, they get beat up and they just rip off at the, at the edge of the paper. Yeah. And apparently that posted adhesive is, you know, not archival. So um, I try to be careful about which books I use it in. I'm not worried about using it in, in, you know, modern textbooks because those are far from kind of archival materials. But I wouldn't use them in any of my antique books or my old texts, you know, my my kind of heritage texts or anything like that. Um, Did you know that if you get a um, paper sticky note wet if it's one of the brighter colors the dye yes. out of it will run into your book oh <laughs> yes i did know that well i didn't know specifically that it would run into the book but i did know that those are not oh, yeah. water fast dyes yeah. Oh, yeah yeah no i knew that you don't want to send one of those through you know like a crumpled up one of those through your laundry in your pocket either uh, oh i'm gonna i'm just gonna say those ruled four by six notepads i love that's our grocery list right now and you know like i really really like those there were 
four or five of them in the post-it treasure box, mm -hmm. treasure chest box that I got. Which, by the way, if anybody hears about that going on sale for the 50 bucks again, yeah. you know, shoot me a heads up. Because I would buy another one to take to my kid's teacher. Because okay. that was a lot of fun. Um, and I actually really like the Nomad. The Baron Fig little dot grid sticky notes. Oh. Um, I ordered those when I ordered my masterminds and I don't use them a ton because I just haven't been going through a ton of sticky notes lately, but I'm, I really like them. The paper's really nice cause it's barren fig. And, um, there is that thing where they kind of feel too nice to use, but I'm trying to just get over okay. that and use them. You know, if I need a sticky note, cause it's, you know, it's a two inch square of paper. It's okay if I use it for something that's not the Mona Lisa or, <laughs> warrant bees or whatever have any of you guys used the the sticky index cards no no okay um keith sent me a couple of packages that we swapped and he sent me a couple packages of those because he picked them up at his you know what did he say meyer near his place on clearance and i actually they like they came in in the middle of when i was in the doing exams and everything and i actually haven't even cracked into them yet so i gotta do that because i really love that idea of the sticky index cards <laughs> like i'm i'm thinking about uses for them and i just haven't cracked into them yet so i'll report back on that so any other stickies no nope. all right tiffany says how do you store all your stuff and we don't have to go in any particular order here. So, you know, whoever wants to can jump in there. So I have a small tote under my desk that's probably eight, 11 inches wide by about 12 inches high and maybe 18 inches long. And that's what I keep all of my notebooks into and full pencils, uh, full boxes of pencils. Um and that just keeps them out of sight and, you know, neat and tidy. And then I have these, this set of plastic drawers. It's, it's stacking and it's made as paper storage for crafters. Um, but they were just the right length to store pencils lengthwise and it'll hold a black wing. So I made card, cardstock dividers and all of my pencils that are in open boxes go into that so that when I'm doing trades or I'm sending people a, um, you know, a package of pencils, I can pull whatever pencils I want to trade with people really easily. And when those get full, that's when I think about um, sending donations to schools. Right. Actually, I want to follow up on that because I forgot to jump in uh, after Dee was talking about keeping her just box of pencils kind of ready for mm -hmm. trade mm. that I really like that idea. And I really appreciate it. I meant to come back and tell you, thank you for that because I've been kind of wanting to, you know, fill out that kind of stuff. And my solution for having too much stuff was partly to um, start a bunch of swaps that I don't care if they really get back to me. <laughs> so, you know, that was good because it sends it around and swaps are a lot of fun and everything. Um, but, uh, I need to do that because I've been trying to like every time I swap with somebody or send somebody something, I'm like, hmm, what does this person not have? What would they like? And I should just grab a handful of pencils and quit overthinking it because it means I don't send stuff out because I feel like I have to go like look on the look on posts on the group and see if I can figure out what they would, you know, what they would like. And then I don't send stuff out for two weeks. So <laughs> so that was just kind of a follow up there. <laughs> Dee, what do you got? 
Um, for me, I have all my pencils sorted by brand um, because I'm very particular. Um, I also like being able to say like, oh, I want to use a Tombow and just like go get it, you know? Um, yeah. It, it's also yeah. helped me because I, I'm, I've done this many times where I, I buy the same thing I own. So, you know, it helps me to know, like, okay, I already have that. Um, so I keep them in these cases. I, let me see if I have one near me, if it has a name on it. Um, I get them at Walmart during back-to-school time. They're, like, supply boxes. There's no, like, name, but, like, they come in, like... Are they plastic, plastic or Plastic, and they have, like, a lid okay. that, like, has two handles that latch to hold the lid on. Les knows what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yes, yes. I gave two to her. Yep. Um, or one or whatever. So I use those and I have them labeled on the side. Um, those are for like, I don't categorize every pencil cause that's ridiculous, but like, um, eight different brands in those. And then I have a bigger one that has my grab a handful of this to give to somebody box. And then I have, um, some mason jars, one with all limited edition black wings, one with vintage random stuff that isn't Eberhard Faber, one with current stuff that I'm using, and one with advertising pencils. And then nice. my erasers are all kept in an airtight box. So another one of those latchy lid things. Yes. Um, and I keep my pocket notebooks in an airtight box as well, even though they're shrink wrapped, just because. So that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's mine's embarrassing. <laughs> um, because after we were just talking about how much is too much, I just want to put it out there that I'm still having fun. So, you know, <laughs> it, uh, as long as it's still a pleasure, it's okay, right? Um, Absolutely. I have I have my ink in cigar box in a cigar box, and I think it will be telling for a lot of people that I can say I have my ink in a cigar box. Um except I'm going to have to revisit that because now I've got a couple of boxes of ink that are tall enough that they don't fit in the cigar box. But I've got like a bunch of, you know, a bunch of small bottles and the sample vials from jet pens and stuff like that um, in a cigar box together. Uh, erasers are in a cigar box and sharpeners are in a cigar box. And then I've got, um, you know, the sliding lid uh, wooden field notes archive box. Yes, yes. Mm. Okay, I've got two of those with field notes in them, and I've got a shoebox up in my closet at home with, you know, random notebooks in it, including field notes and write. And um, what are the ones that have, you know, like the faux embossed covers? They look like it, it, you know what I'm talking about? You pick them up at the bookstore and they have, they look like old tomes, but they're blank books inside. Oh, paper yes. blanks. Yeah, paper yeah, yeah. blanks. Yeah. I was like paper, chase, paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paper blanks. I've got a few of those. And, um, you know, I'm at like Sable Cubed on notebooks. Yeah. And, um, and then I've got my pencils kind of also arranged by, mostly by brand, um, in shoe boxes in my office at school. So that's kind of fun. Cool. I recently, um, just a few months ago, I had to split up my Palominos into volumes and other. So those are in two shoe boxes now. <laughs> <laughs> so, cause I've got a bunch of Palomino, um, Palomino slash Cal Cedar slash forest choice that are in one box. And then 
the black wings and black wing volumes in another box. So that's pretty fun. You know, and I can mostly go to stuff pretty quick. And then for, you know, so that's all like just storage. And, you know, what I actually use is mostly what's in my pencil case in my bag or what's on my desk. And I've got, um, I've got a couple jars on my desk that just have an assortment of random things. So if I'm like, I want to write with a Tombow, I can probably find, you know, two or three different Tombows um, in that jar. And, you know, and there's a couple Mitsubishi High Unis and there's a bunch of sharpened black wings and stuff like that. So I can just write with whatever makes me happy and is long at any given moment because <laughs> I don't like short pencils. So, yeah. And then I don't write that much. So, you know, I have all of that and it sounds terrible when I have to actually confess to how much I have because because um, I don't write that much. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bill wants to know. I would love to hear if any of you write letters to friends rather than digital communication and what some of your favorite paper slash envelopes are for that. Um, I like, I keep a scratch pad on my desk and that tends to be the, what I use to write a lot of, so all of my trades include a letter now. That's something I'm trying to do. Um, but I also like when I when I go away, I take just like a spiral bound notebook with me and I rubber stamp across the top of it um, a series of mandalas. And that's my stationery. So it's very oh, nice. just kind of um, serviceable, I guess. Um, but I like using thin paper because then I can write more pages. <laughs> I so. probably use thick paper for exactly the opposite reason. <laughs> I don't, um, I, um, I want to start because I have so, so, so many like note cards and letter paper and like, I just don't use it. I just never know what to write about. I mean, you guys, I could write you nice letters, but like to other people, like, like Les wrote me a letter when she was on vacation and like, you know, I enjoyed that. So I guess maybe just writing about random stuff is cool too, but <laughs> like yeah. you know like less i enjoyed your letter too thank you so much thank you i enjoyed your letter that you sent me see people it's like getting thoughtful. letters they don't even care True. what you write so yeah i'm gonna start um and so yeah but right now i don't do that i don't think you have to feel pressure to start that i mean you're in school oh yeah no yeah i I mean, people should just cut you slack for basically anything else except surviving school. Yeah, but, you know, maybe over winter break, I'll write some letters. I, um, several years ago, I put up a little list on the side of the refrigerator in the kitchen, you know, um, with just a list of 10 minute jobs. Mm -hmm. So like, I've got 10 minutes, what's something I could do, you know, and one of them was take out the trash or recycling, take out the compost, um, you know, wipe off the counters, stuff like that. And one of them on there is write a note to somebody because it, it's actually, it doesn't have to be that big a job to write. You don't have to like sit down and mentally prepare a space and inhabit the spirit of Emily Dickinson or anything to do this. You can, you know, just get out a card, flip to a random page in your address book and write to somebody and let them know you're thinking about them. And um, 
I love note cards. Like, what I always get from a museum gift store is a box of note cards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I just love a box of note cards. Mm. Um, but, uh, but I also do like to write letters, and I haven't been doing it as much the past few years, just because you know, Facebook, like I keep up with people mostly online, you know, through email or Facebook or whatever. But when I used to write a lot of letters, I would use my favorite was actually this uh, gray flecked resume paper just in a box, like probably Strathmore uh-huh. or something. And I would cut it in half because eight and a half by 11 is way too big a commitment. <laughs> like it's just I can't even. And, um, and I really enjoyed that because it was a nice paper and it was pretty, but it was also easily replaceable and cheap. So I didn't feel like, like what I had to do had to be worthy of it. And, uh, then last week or a couple of weeks ago when we were in Nashville, I picked up a life paper notepad at Hester and Cook. Mm-hmm. And I love that paper so much. Mm-hmm. It is really like, it was just, it was really pleasurable to write on that. Yeah, that's so, you know, yeah, amazing. I like sending letters to people. That's a lot of fun. Oh, and I'm going to tell you guys, this is, okay, so you already know I'm a giant nerd. So when my husband and I were dating, I was living in Idaho, and he was living in California, and we wrote each other's letters all the time. Uh-oh. And I have them all in a box, and he has all were of them in a box. What kind of letters? Some of them were hot, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, you know, but most of them were just letters because, you know, you get a letter from somebody and you just, you feel close to yeah. them. Like you're touching something they've touched. They put time into it. They were thinking of you for quite a while while they were writing it. You know, it's a not insignificant amount of time that they have to be thinking about you and, you know, to then to follow through and actually. Did you? It. So, um, we courted through the mail. Off topic, but not like side note, I guess. Um, have either of you seen, um, the uh, love letters by James Joyce. I haven't. No. Um, well, I can't talk about them on the air. But no. Okay, then I'm going to look it up. I will, All right. I will. I will post it. It's worth. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, it's he wrote love letters to his wife. NSFW, right? Yes. <laughs> not safe for even just not safe. <laughs> so yeah. okay. Okay. Put them on the high shelf in my Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, so then our next topic here is Alan says, OMG, it's a triplicate form. What pen should I use? <laughs> <laughs> um, space pen or a big crystal? Come That's, on now. Yeah. Gotta do right? rollerball. Or no, ballpoint. Ballpoint. Yeah, it's the ballpoint. It works better. Yeah, because the, and not too fine either. Because if you get a fine, if you go for a really fine pen on that stuff, it tends to drag because you've got, you know, it, you've got the, what, you're pressing down into three layers of paper. The paper's going to kind of come up around that, dimple yeah. up around it. Yep. I think you want to bold for yeah. that. Yeah. And um, I actually, you know, we had talked before about the, using the ink in the lab notebooks and i had said i had these black pens and i couldn't remember what they were remember i said i did all those tests oh yeah to see when i was in grad school like what would what would survive the best having me spill something on it in my lab <laughs> notebook and so i did look it up and it was the papermate wright brothers um 
pen. And they're just a really super basic black barrel um, with a cap. And, um, you know, I don't know if I would think they were anything great now and I don't have any now. I, I kind of, I'm kind of curious to check them out now, but at the time, like I tested every easily available ballpoint pen I could get my hands on just to see which ink would actually last. And that one, you could still read it, even if it got hit with acetone or toluene or hexane or uh, ethanol or water. And that's, that's hardcore. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, like that's, there were a lot of things that there was nothing left but an impression on the page from one or more of those. And that one stood up to them all. So that was, you know, I don't know if I would actually find it a pleasurable writing experience, but I do find it extremely pleasurable to still have my notes, even if I spill something on them. Yeah, I agree with with both of you as far as pen is concerned. Oh, and of course, the true answer to that is whatever they have chained to the desk for you to fill out the form. (laughs) Right? (laughs) If it writes. No, I don't agree. No. No. I do not like touching those pens. Everyone touches those pens. You're right. Those pens are nastiness incarnate. Even if they do come with microban on them, those pens are disgusting. Okay, you know what? That's actually part of my justification that I had for buying a space pen in the first place was so I didn't have to touch the pen if I yeah. went out yeah. somewhere. So you're absolutely right. I take it back. Uh, that's why I first started carrying a, a space pen as well because I always wanted to have a pen in my pocket. I um, I have a scar on my right middle finger from where a knife folded over on my on my finger and um was not well I walked out of the emergency room but that's a whole other story um and I when it was healing but I no longer needed to have it bandaged I was in the grocery store and I went to sign the receipt with the pen that was there and I looked at my hand and I had this wound <laughs> and I'm looking at this pen I'm like I can't, I can't touch that. It's like, and I had to go into my bag and fish something out so that I could sign the receipt. And it was so neurotic and I felt so horrible about it. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I'm not touching that pen with this like open wound on my hand. Like, what am I crazy? Like, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely uh, right. Yeah. Those, those, and, and you know what, like now that, you know, many years has gone by, I'm no longer quite as neurotic about that, but every now and then I pick up one of those pens and I just kind of shudder like, (laughs) you're imagining like a little cartoon of the microscopic level world that's living on it. And they're, they're like dancing and then getting ready to infect me. Yuck. Yeah. Um, I will also say about the pens that are chained to the counter, I'm left-handed and the chain is very frequently not long enough for me to, like I have That's to because kind of people break sideways it. to do it. People oh, break the yeah. chain. And so if you, if you look at those chains, you can get, when you get the replacement pens, they often just sort of click on and off, but people snap those chains so frequently that they they just get shorter and shorter by accident or on purpose uh, you oh it's almost always accidental people will okay. haul on it thinking that it's caught on something um uh... and just break it okay well that's fair jeez this show is educational yeah, really. <laughs> the what things do you, think you, you got... learn when you've worked <laughs> on a grocery store 
<laughs> right? Yeah. You think we have time for one more? Yeah, yeah. I think we do. All right. Uh, Jesse says, are there products that are horrible and should be avoided and why? Um, so I think uh, avoiding stationery is a very personal topic. So sometimes sometimes things that other people love, like Wolpex, are things that other people should avoid because it writes too lightly or it doesn't work on their paper. Like, personally, I hate the stink wood. But a lot of people love it. I would, like, if I had my way, I would tell no one, don't don't use the stinkwood. Stay away from it. I would also tell people that the Pirate, Pilot Metropolitan is a horribly un- uncomfortable pen. But people love that pen. People love the stinkwood. Um, but, you know, it's all, like, how you use and how you hold things and what's comfortable for you. For listeners who may not know, she's actually talking about the Swiss wood from Karen Dash, is it? <laughs> yeah. And it... Uh, variously is described as smelling like campfire uh like toasted marshmallows what's yours soy sauce and Bert soy yeah and yeah. um some people think it smells kind of like chocolate or coffee i think it smells basically like charred wood which is basically <laughs> what it is and i do not find it pleasurable to uh cohabit with so and i also think it's a really really hard Pencil, it's a much harder core than I like, yeah. and it's very yes. heavy. Like, the yeah. wood is really heavy. It's dense. I don't find anything about it pleasurable. No. And they run about five bucks a pencil. Yeah. So, yeah. like, they're they're twice as expensive as black wings, which is Yeah, nuts. You, you can get so, 60 yeah. casemates for one stink wood. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a little perspective. Oh, and it doesn't have an eraser. So if that's your thing, um, you know, but your casemates are going to have an eraser. Yeah. All right. What did you have, Dee? The big extra fun. I think 90% of us agree oh, God. on these. They're wretched. Yeah. They are wretched. They are really horrible. They're like part, they, they don't, you can't, sh- like- they don't sharpen. They sort of shred. You just sort of wear them down. And they don't write. Yes. Oh my god, they're just made of sadness. They yeah. crush my soul. Yeah, and Okay. <laughs> I stand corrected. That that is a universal do not buy. That's a universal. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody like um oh, well no, there have been some people who mentioned that there's a kid in their life who's going to say that. the colors. Yeah, Johnny's daughter. She usually has such good taste, too. I know. Huh. Charlotte, we need to talk. <laughs> She'll Johnny, grow I think out we need to do an intervention. She'll grow out of it. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, so my take on this, I agree with you really. Um, I agree with you both. The big extra funds are just, they, they should pay you to carry them out of the store. Like there's no price point at which those are a deal. And, um, and I, I don't have any use myself for the Swiss wood, but there are people who really love it. Yeah. Um, and if it works for you, that's I fine. just sharpened um, a Swiss wood. And to me, it smells like dog rawhide. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. You are Ooh. so right. Oh my okay, gosh. That's, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> um, I always like to read reviews and sometimes a bad review makes me not want the thing. And sometimes a bad review makes me want the thing. Yes. And I always take reviews with a a grain of salt, but I do like to read reviews about 
most things before I buy them. You know, the subscriptions kind of being the exception to that. I, I love it when I can get a subscription showing up without spoilers. But for the most part, I, I buy something after I've read about it or asked people about it. And, um, but I always take it with a grain of salt and I never, I never treat it as gospel. And sometimes I just go ahead and do it anyway. And sometimes I'm glad and sometimes I'm sorry, but I don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause at least it's only stationary and not like, you know, elite wines <laughs> or something like that you know at least i'm not plunking down 240 dollars for a bottle of scotch you know um well that would last for quite a while wouldn't it, it would last a really long time for me <laughs> i could be there i could pass it down to my grandchildren because i'm not gonna drink it because <laughs> i don't like scotch but yeah so you know it's it's a relatively cheap thing to be into you know stationary supplies are not usually going to break the bank of course right. you know there are people who chase the most expensive thing out there but you know we're just talking about the the swiss wood as being about the most expensive pencil you could easily buy that's in current production hmm. yeah Isn't well it? there's that one japanese pencil that's yeah um, that you, you like you have corruption. to literally know somebody corruption. yeah because they don't sell them well, no, those outsiders. are those are like $15 a piece and you can you were able to get them on line somewhere, but I haven't seen them in a long time. Oh, okay. But yeah, they were like 15 bucks a pencil, but Yeah. Or, well, but there, or that's the, the artist uh, Karandash um home series with the fancy plywood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, those are you're right. 30, They're more expensive than that. 30 30 something dollars for a five pack? Yeah, which yeah. Or is it okay. four? You're right. You're right. I, um, the, the Swiss wood is kind of, okay. So if we're going to talk about commodity pencils, you know, they're topping out at five bucks a yeah. piece and that seems kind of crazy to most yeah. people. Yeah. I kind of think it should seem crazy. Yeah. Well, it is crazy. Most people. And there are four, four in a package for a 30 something. And they're not even authentic. Yeah. No, no, they're not are, the wood they say. No, they are beautiful yes. though. I will say they, I have one package that was a gift. Christy bought it for me for Christmas a couple of years ago. Um, and they are absolutely gorgeous. And I have yet to finish one because they are so friggin' hard. Yeah. It's like an age yeah. core. So it's not even pleasurable to write with? Oh, well, it's Karen Dash, So the, even though it's an H core, it's silky smooth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which works well for my editing pencils, but for regular pencils, no. Yeah, I don't right. want to write with it. They're really nice on really crappy paper. Really? Yeah. Huh. And that, okay. I found that with the Stinkwood, too. Um, those pencils are really fabulous on really toothy, rough paper. Okay, well, maybe that's why they have some aficionados, because those are people who, without realizing it, have been really looking for that kind of niche pencil. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if that's the case. Now I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to ask around. Yeah, because Les and I actually talked about this before the show started, how I never really liked um, using the Archer. And, you know, it's because I only really use smooth paper. So. Oh, yeah. You know what I love, love, love my Archer for? Um, I swapped somebody for some of the original Archers. And one of them was, one of them came to me as a Hackwing. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it for doing crossword puzzles um, because it keeps a point pretty well, but it writes dark enough yeah. 
Francis, you know, my husband and I. So the little local like um, alternative paper has the New York Times Sunday crossword. It comes out on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but it has the New York Times Sunday crossword. And they're printed so small that neither one of us can <laughs> see them. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to photocopy them oh blown up like 125% and, and print them out on a piece of legal paper so that we can work them. And then we lie in bed at night with it on a clipboard. And, you know, it takes several nights because we can't stay up late. And um, that is like the cheesiest, so nerdy. nerdiest, I know. horrible thing I've ever heard. Isn't that ridiculous? Relationship so, goals yeah, right there. And <laughs> it's kind of fun. So, but that, um, that archer is great on that crappy copier paper for working a crossword. Like it, it, it keeps a point for a really long time. So I don't have to climb out of bed and go find a sharpener. Yes. I don't have a sharpener with arm's reach of my side of the bed. I I like, I don't know how this is a huge, um, oversight, I guess, but yeah. So it's good for that. Anyway, yeah, that was probably TMI, everybody. No, it's adorable. (laughs) I'm sure you're picturing us as being like uh, Lucy and Mickey, but we do, in fact, have a double bed, not twins. (laughs) All right, terrific. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Um, So I would like to just take a moment and say again, we really appreciate so much everyone's supportive words on the website and the Facebook group. It, it's just so much fun to interact with people there. It's one of the kindest places on the internet. And Mm. those people are funny and smart and helpful. And it just, it's, it's really my happy space. So I'm, I appreciate all y'all in the group. Um, You can find us all online you can find the podcast online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me through the RSVP Facebook group. You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram and Twitter at Original LC Harper. You can find me at theweeklypencil.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.